G'day guys and welcome to episode 35 of the Bradley J Driver Experience. If you've been with us for 35 episodes, I want to thank you so much. Or if you're here for your first or one of just a few, um, thank you all the same. It's an absolute pleasure to continue hosting these. And I'm excited because today's guest is, well, a very talented human being. She resides in Melbourne, Australia, which was my home for a few months. And she's very different to all of our guests prior very artistically talented and specializing in geometric illustration, which we'll talk about soon, collaborating with brands like Kia, Barbie, Richmond Tigers, The Block. Um, She's done so much in her very young career. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dominique Gauci. How are you, Dom? Hello. How are you? Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Did I say your last name right? You didn't. It's actually, but no one does. It's Gorsi. Um, Gorsi. is like the best way to remember it is like saucy like a saucy hot dog i like it i like it there you go you've heard it here first you've heard it firsthand where's that from uh malta so why i mean i've only met one other gorsi everyone else has been gauchy so there's like a lot of people tend to make that mistake anyway and i just don't even bother correcting people anymore so i kind of thought a bit spanish maybe oh no that was my thought Maltese. Okay, there you go. And how have you been? Good. This has been like, obviously, a lot of people are struggling right now with coronavirus, but it's been um, quite good for my business. I think we have literally quadrupled in the last four or five months, which is That's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Um, So 2020 is my year, I think, Um, or I'm looking at it that way anyway, so... Hey, the right mindset is key. Exactly, exactly right. You know what surprises me? Obviously, I first heard of you and seen your work when I was down in Melbourne there. And I I love your stuff. Like, I've loved your stuff for a long time and I always wanted to get a piece. And it was when I was sort of sitting down and I thought, I really need to spice the podcast art up. Like, because it was a little bit ghetto at first. It's still a little bit ghetto because I haven't released a new art that you gave me. But it was just kind of like, it was like almost like a Snapchat bitmoji that I kind of edited up myself. and. It was. It's cool. It's a good start, especially like if you're not artistic. You can, like my mum has that bitmoji thing and it looks exactly like her. Yeah. It's good. So it, it played its part, but I was like, I really need to spice this up and I want something different. And that's what I love about your work is it is so different that, I'd never really seen anything like it before. And I didn't even know how to explain it to people. And then I seen on your, your Insta that it's geometric illustration. So we're going to talk a little bit about that soon, but your name keeps popping up. Like I've mentioned you to a few people that you're coming on the podcast and that you're doing, um, doing uh, my art for me and heaps of people seem to know what you're doing and they know your stuff. One of my mates got one of your pieces like three, three or so weeks ago, Chris Powell. Oh, nah, I don't know. Maybe, did he order through the website or he get a custom? I think he ordered through the website. I don't think it was a custom, so. Let it's me guess, good, he got Michael. Here. Did he get Michael? Um, I can't remember what he got now. I think it might have been, it might have been MJ or something. Might have been Kobe. Oh, yeah. Kobe is my second most popular and MJ is my first. How does Rodman go? He's all right. Like, so I did, um, I had done Michael Jordan like a year and a half ago before the documentary. And um, then when the doco came out, it just went off. But I 
everyone was like, you've got to do a Pippin and a Rodman. So I did both of them. Pippin barely sold. Rodman is like, he's going off as well. Not as much as MJ, but he still sells really well. Yeah, he's the guy. I dyed my hair leopard print for that guy. I love him. I think he's so cool. I love that he um, went on a bender to Vegas for like four days yeah. and then came back and trained completely fine. Yeah, and played perfectly. It's funny, isn't it? Funny know, how these like athletes work. I, um, I'm really interested to hear your story because it intrigues me initially. Like, how old are you now? 27. I had to really think about that then. I, you yeah, do. Once, once you're past 21, it's all a blur, right? Well, I feel like I didn't have a birthday this year because I was in ISO. So I, was, it, I just forgot I about it. But yeah, 20, 27. And so how long have you been doing this for? Um... I would say it's been officially registered for four years, but I probably only have been putting effort into it properly for like two and a half years. Okay. Um, yeah. The first like two years was sort of like on the side, just doing it for fun, making some extra cash. And then the last two and a half years, I sort of formed it into like more of a business. That makes sense because that's probably when I first heard of you that sort of two and a half years ago, um, yeah. which is... I think kind of when I was maybe in Melbourne is probably when yeah. you just started pushing it. So how, yeah. how does this all come about? Because I know most art, you know, most artists are artistic growing up. Was that the case for you? Um, yeah, I was pretty artistic, but I was also a very good writer. And I had this okay. like struggle in my life. I was like, I want to be a writer because I know I'm good at it, but I also love doing art. So I wasn't, I wasn't sure. And initially I was like, I'm going to do writing because I thought I would make more money from it. And I just didn't know much about like artists. And I kind of thought like, when you think of artists, like I don't really think of, you know, rich artists. I think of like struggling artists. Um, And yeah, anyway, when I went to university, I started off doing something in writing, transferred into communication design because I thought it was more you could mix artwork with like advertising and um, publication design and anyway I loved it so much and I realized yeah then that I was going to be more towards the art direction like it made me happy how much like how much importance and weight does happiness hold when you're actually figuring out what you want to do right 100% like I I'm I don't know if it's like my personality trait but like I won't do anything that doesn't make me happy like I actually physically can't do it I uh, you know trying to do maths or science or whatever like I don't care how much money it can make you um I can't do it I won't I refuse I got to the same point like I just got to a point where in real estate I felt like it was it was more so serving like I guess an inner greed or like an inner want to be financially free and and not I guess not to be just like wealthy and have all these material things but more so just to have financial freedom and I was kind of like what's financial freedom if you don't have happiness and I had to reverse engineer it yeah 100% and then I'm like a very strong believer now I wasn't back in the day but um whatever you do if you're doing what makes you happy the money will come and that 100% as well so you can make money as an artist as well um but yeah originally like when I first you know was a bit younger I was like oh you know doctor lawyer 
that though that's how you make money. Um, but like, I'd be miserable if I was a lawyer. Yeah. Miserable. A hundred percent. So you, so you obviously studied at uni, you transferred over and then when you finished uni, what was the next step? So interesting again, I, when I finished uni, like the communication design, I still, a part of me was like, I didn't give writing a go. I might do my master's in journalism. And so anyway, I ended up, I wanted to go to a university in America and it had been like my dream my whole life. I just wanted to go over there and study and I applied to do like one of my semesters at Columbia. So you couldn't do it through exchange. So Columbia University in, in New York. That's a big uni and, too, hey? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, a, it was a great one. But I, so I had applied for it thinking that I wouldn't get in um, and I got in. So I went and studied in New York and did journalism in New York. Wow. And I was doing it, you know, I don't know, like for however many weeks. And then I started to be like, I actually hate this. <laughs> like, it didn't matter where I was. Like, I didn't care about like it being Ivy League. Um, I got more happiness. I found um, I could design or draw for eight hours and it would feel like it'd been 30 minutes or an hour. Yeah. But when I was doing all the writing assignments, if it was eight hours, it felt like eight hours. And then that's when I knew I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> I've completely crossed it out now, but um, it was a really good experience regardless. So how long did you stay there for? So I was in New York for, I think it was about three to four months doing that. Are you so glad that you've had that experience? Like, especially looking at the world now, you're almost more appreciative of all those opportunities we had to travel in past, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, if I hadn't have gone, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have actually started my business because I don't, do you know the story about how I started in New York? No. Oh, it's like kind of like my general sure. story. I did a challenge of doing a drawing a day when I was in my dorm room. Um, I had this tiny little dorm room. I swear to God, it's the size of my actual bathroom now. And I used to sit on my ledge and I did this, um, drawing of Leonardo DiCaprio, the, when I used to do it in the lines, like the hand-drawn lines. Yes, yeah. And I, yeah, and I posted it on my Snapchat or something because Snapchat was massive back then. And I reckon I had like 50 people reply saying, you need to sell this, this is really cool. So I started doing more from there. And then when I came back to Melbourne, I started to like make an Instagram, put them up and people started buying them. And that's how it kind of like, evolved from there that's cool that's really yeah. cool that's so natural and i feel like that's a power of the world we live in today right where you can put out content on social and it can literally be the start of something amazing literally that's what happened so i'm i'm like so thankful for that experience because like going to try this journalism thing it actually was the best thing i ever did in in the sense that it made me start my business like without knowing it how old were you when you come home 23. Okay. So yeah. So that's basically when you started and then you spent that next two years kind of side hustling with it. Yes, exactly right. So I was doing it for fun um, and just like selling it to friends and whatever. And then I was working in a social media startup, like a content creation advertising startup. And like, I just wasn't happy. I'm not, I can't be told what to do. (laughs) 
Like, I'm, so I'm I had the same. I struggle with yeah. authority like that. Same. I'm like, I don't know if it's a Taurus thing, so I'm really stubborn. Um, but I, yeah, I just had always like, if someone tells me what to do, I will be like, no, I will do it in my own time. And anyway, so I kind of had some clashes with my boss who was amazing. Like he, um, he was pretty supportive of me having my side business. And then, uh, one day we just kind of like realized it wasn't going to work anymore. Cause I was just, I couldn't take his authority and he just knew I was, needed to do other things so I left and then um just started putting a little bit more effort into it um and then it yeah it just evolved from there that's cool and so how like so obviously you said the the first initial sales started with like those line drawings mm-hmm. where did it sort of come into the piece that you were like like geo is geometric illustration is that a, a title that you've put on something that you've created or is it something that is kind of like something that happens in the industry already? Um, I'm not too sure. Like I remember I had started, um, I think I'd done a project at uni and I needed to do some sort of drawings and I was Pinterest searching um, like tigers, images of tigers or artworks of tigers that were digital graphic and I saw this stuff like geometric shapes and obviously geometric means like you know the shapes and um I started experimenting with it then and I thought it looked really cool and I hadn't really seen anything like it you know on Instagram or or that anyone I knew was doing anything like it so it just kind of yeah evolved from there starting starting I don't know if I could claim the title but um I think I'm definitely in Melbourne or Australia, like I have utilized that geometric, you know, Definitely. style. And so like you're in, you're in Melbourne now and Melbourne's in like, Mel- Melbourne's a big place. I was in Elwood when I was there, which I loved. I live in Elwood. I oh, do ya? Yeah, I live in Elwood. I have for like six years. I don't give you, don't give your address away on um, Zoom, no. but I used to live in Joyce. I used to live in Joyce Street and I, I thought it was the most amazing little spot. Do you know Joyce Street? No, is it? So um, do you know where, um, what's the main road again? Um, Ormond Road. Ormond Road. Like the- so, yeah, so you've got Ormond Road and then Ormond Road heads south towards the dog park, which is on St Kilda Street. Yeah, I'm yeah. on St Kilda Great. I won't say what number. But okay, I'm yeah, don't. So I was Joyce is like a little um, cul-de-sac that runs just off Ormond Road, just before the roundabout. I know exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I lived exactly. in I lived in a little like brick building there, and it was no, probably the most. Pardon. Remember Ryan? Was it Fish? Fish. Yeah, Fish. I lived I lived around the corner from Fish. Oh my god, that's so funny. We're all yeah. in the same in that little same yeah. section. And so I loved it. Like, I thought it was amazing. Elwood's the best. I, I probably just wasn't in, like, I wasn't in the, the right headspace. I, I was away from my family. I was away from my mates. I, I basically just worked. And so yeah. I didn't really feel like I enjoyed my time living in Elwood. But I was going to ask, like, did you grow up around that area or did you come further into the city? No, so I grew up in Elsinwick and then came to Elwood. Oh, wow. So I have not left this uh, vicinity but um, I, I love Elwood. Like, I could live here the rest of my life. And I'm not just saying that because I'm, like, born and raised in this area. Like, my partner, he lives in South Yarra. 
and I'm there, you know, three nights a week, four nights a week, and it's not the same. It's Elwood's just, it's almost, for me, it felt very Wollongong. Like it's a tight knit community. Like for someone who was only there, I only lived, I think I lived there for eight or nine months Mm -hmm. and I would go down to plane sailing every morning grab a coffee and like I just felt like I was a like I was a part of the community I knew people there was plenty of people to have a yarn and there's kind of some like low-key like celebs that are just getting around like you know you know Magda Magda. oh Sabansky or yeah from um Kath and Kim yeah I used to see her nearly every morning getting a coffee at plain sailing really you know who I see um uh Eric Banner at the dog park really yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, wow. It's it's a cool spot, isn't it? Like it brings together a real mix of real mix of human beings. Yeah, I love it. Never have you ever been it. this way? Have you ever been to Wollongong? Uh like have I driven through it? Have you no. actually stopped? No. No. I'm not I I think are you near a Chuka? I'm gonna sound really geographically dumb now. I'm in another state. Oh my god! So I'm in New South Wales. Okay. So do you know right. where Sydney is? You know where Sydney is. Yeah. So you've got, and then say like Cronulla. Yeah. So if you head like probably 50 minutes south of Cronulla along the coast, that's Wollongong. So it's okay. like little population of probably 400,000 people. So it's kind of like a small city, but Dom, okay. I'm like I could be the Wollongong travel advocate. I think this place is amazing. I think if you like Elwood, you'd okay, love Wollongong. You have to come well, for a couple of days. I'll have a great trip. Definitely, sure. definitely. So let's let's head back. We veered off there, but how how much does that help? Like growing up and living in the same area when you've come back from New York and setting up your business was a lot of it because you have a great social following. You know, like DG yeah. Designs on Instagram has an amazing following and you've built a very powerful brand. And I want to talk about some of those collaborations a little later, but where did you start? You obviously were putting stuff out on Snapchat. IG comes across. How do you have success there? Um, It was literally all Instagram. Honestly, like I I don't even think I had a website for the first six, seven months. And then, um, like I, I, you know, I'd be happy if I made a sale a day or a sale every three days um, when yeah. I first started because I had a full-time job, so I didn't really, you know, think think much about it. But um, yeah, it was all Instagram to start, and then as you know, time went on. Like probably I'd say in the last year and a half, or maybe even a little bit longer, I've been doing um, advertising, so a lot of Facebook marketing. Um, as well as events. I think I'm literally the only artist, well, that I know of, that does, like, not just gallery launches, but, like, proper fun events with PR. And, you know, we've got, you know, a guest list that they organise and it's more of, like, a fun party as opposed to just, like, a... Try to sell you a piece. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's more just for exposure and I think that sort of helped build the following um as well as I like I can't believe how many friends have bought my work that's how it started friends buying it but then friends are your biggest fans because they'll refer you to other people and just goes on and on and on from there 
Yeah. Yeah. I say all the time, like friends and family are so important in small business. Even for me now, like I I obviously don't make money for people listening to the podcast. I make it off the back of ads and off the back Mm. of deals. But my, my family, they, if you ask them, what's Brad's podcast like? They will tell you that there's Joe Rogan and there's Brad Driver. Like he's the guy and like, they're just so supportive. Same as my mates, but that's where it starts because it's got to start somewhere. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, like I have, I think everyone I know has a print of mine. It's so funny. Like the business has grown in such a way now that I have friends telling me that they've been to friends that I don't know when they see the artwork at other people's houses and sometimes I'll be on on Instagram I'll go through stories and people I barely know I'll see the artwork in the background I'm like oh my god that's so cool see that's that's the thing I like about your art and this is another topic that I wanted to discuss is I think because it's very pop culture Mm. it's it's the sort of thing that everyone can get around where you get you know say like a Kandinsky or a um like a Dina Broadhurst which I love all that stuff but it's so specific and it's such a specific yeah. style of art that it's kind of not the thing that everyone's going to purchase it's 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 kind of someone's style where this is the sort of piece and what you do where everyone's got that nostalgic moment from their childhood or something that fires them up or motivates them like an MJ or a Kobe where you stick that on the wall and you wake up and that's the first thing you see in the morning or like that's in your space or it's in your lounge room. It gives off a vibe that most people want to get around. So was the whole pop culture thing, was that you expressing yourself was it, or was it more so identifying what customers would want? Um, it's, it's varied. When I started, like I was doing more things that I preferred. So obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio like love him best um, hey he's one of my three people that I'd have at a dinner if I could oh he's my celebrity hall pass um okay. not that I love but still <laughs> um anyway yeah so I had done like Leo and then I'd done um Karl Lagerfeld and Anna Wintour and sort of like prints that I would have in my own house and then as time went on so many of my customers like I put out polls all the time. What do you want to see? And they'll come back to me with what they want. So I've done a lot of um, NBA prints because like all the basketballers go off. And then I've found like at the start, I was a bit more fashion focused, but now it's gone into more sports because I'm finding that my biggest buyers are women buying for their husbands or their boyfriends and stuff. So it is, it's more male-dominated prints now, but um, it's funny that women are the, the biggest buyers, which is kind of, it's cool. Like, I think my present, I mean my present, my artwork is good as a present as well as something for yourself if you wanted to treat yourself. Definitely. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I agree yeah. with that. So you've obviously, you know, there's obviously a huge American sports culture amongst a lot of the art that you do. I've seen like the Odell one was really cool. Like I've seen you do some amazing pieces But then I start to see like, obviously starting to create quite a brand in Australia. That's where you're based. And in Melbourne, especially the sports culture around the AFL, um, you've done deals with Richmond Tigers. Um, I've seen the massive Rafa Nadal piece um, for Kia at the Australian Open, which I just thought was amazing. Talk to me about those collaborations and how they come about. 
Yeah, so um, I've just been, I've been pretty lucky in the sense that uh, a lot of brands are coming to me as opposed, I feel like in the times that I, I don't know if it's like some weird universe thing, but when I reach out, the response is never like, you know, oh yeah, we want to work with you straight away. But then I get these amazing brands that just come to me. So yeah. I think with Richmond, they found the girl who does, like she does all the social media. She had been following me and I think she had bought some prints and she suggested okay. it to Richmond and then um, they loved it. So we got in contact and then, um, yeah, we, I think I, so I did Dustin Martin, Tom Lynch and someone else. Anyway, they went off, they posted it on their socials and I just had so many new, like follow it, Richmond fans following me yeah. and I go for it, obviously. Yeah. Um, that's not my painting by the way. Um, and yeah, it was, it was really amazing to see like what the response of that was just in terms of like growing my following as well. Definitely. That's, that's super interesting to me because I guess it then opens, it opens you up to a new market. Like each of these podcasts do, you get someone, you know, you get a new guest on who specializes in, you know, something, whether they're an athlete or an artist like yourself or musician, comedian, all of a sudden some of their following come across and kind of like what you do and stick around for, for the ride. So talk to yeah. me about the block. How did that affect the business? Cause I would think, people who are looking, who are interested in leveling up their homes, styling, yeah. renovating. I, I would think that would be a huge play for your business. Yeah. So that was, um, that was amazing. I remember like I got so excited. I had, I had it on my vision board at the start of the year that I wanted to get on the block and yeah. I reached out, I think I reached out to the, the block shop or I had tried to get in contact with them and I got no response. And I was like, oh, God damn it. This always happens when I try to do something. Um, and then my partner said that his mum, who owns a cafe, one of the old block contestants always goes in. And she just happened to be there one day. And he introduced me to her and she was like, oh, I'll just connect you right away to the people who can help you. And literally within a day they had like stocked all my artwork in the store and then the next day Mitch and Mark who the house that it was in had picked the Kate Moss print and put it in in the house and sure. that was insane like I think there was like they called it the Kate Moss room the judges they loved it they did not stop talking about it and I was like oh my god this is insane hey how nerve-wracking is that like <laughs> yeah but you know I um I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you. It might be on the DL, but I'll just tell you anyway. Um, the new block that's coming up in Brighton. So one of the contestants has, they've finished it now. They've finished filming. She has 13 prints in the new. Oh, house. wow. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. So I, the next season is going to be a uh, massive for my business in terms of like people are going to see in every room, basically DG artwork. How much of that was custom? There was, I think there was five customs along the hallway. And then the rest was like Michael Jordan, Lady Gaga, Chris Jenner. They wanted to have like boss people in, in yeah. the back. Um, and then, yeah. And then we did some, some, other, oh, I did a dog for her because she really missed her dog from Sydney. Okay. 
so yeah, it's, it's exciting. I think that would be really good for business. Has there been a piece for you that you look back on and, okay, okay I'm going to ask you, I'm going to create a couple parts of this question here. Has there been a piece that you look back on and it's your favorite to date? Has there been a piece that you look back on where you think that's changed the course of your business? And has there been a piece that you think you'd like to do in the future that would push you in a new direction altogether? Yes. Okay. So um, the piece that I think changed the business is definitely the Michael Jordan, but it didn't happen until the documentary came out. Okay. Kanye West used to be my biggest seller by far, like miles ahead. And then that doco came out and like MJ has completely surpassed that and like taken the business to a new level in terms of revenue. Like it's been insane. That's so good to hear. Um, Can I I quickly interject there and say, if Kanye does become the president of the United States, maybe there's a play there where you put him in a suit and tie and like, 100 i love that 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 could be that could be a business power move (laughs) because let's be honest anything is popular and like anything could work or happen in america right now and i feel like that would go insane 100 percent. i'm waiting for next year the tom brady doco comes out and i've already done a tom brady so i just i'm like i just need to pair up with netflix or something and see what's coming out but um, back to your original question, the Kate Moss piece, the one that was in the blog, that is still my favourite. I think it's because it is more fashion and that is... That's the Vogue I, piece, isn't it? Yeah, the Harper's Bizarre one. So, oh, the Bizarre yeah. piece, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love that piece. I've got that in my bedroom now. Um, and then the third question, which I kind of can't remember, but it was something about... And the third is there, question is, is there a piece you want to do that you think in the future will, will change the course of the business or just something that is a creative outlet for you? Yeah, I, look, oh, it's, it's difficult because I've kind of toyed with starting not a new brand, but maybe even doing different styles of artwork. Like okay. to a point where I will get bored of doing geometric designs. Yeah. At the moment, I'm getting like 20 to 30 custom pieces a month, which all take like four wow. to five hours. And yeah. that means that I have to be doing at least one or two a day, as well as focusing on, you know, the whole getting up all the orders ready. Yeah, the operational side and the admin side and the invoicing and stuff. And you know, if I get stuck, I'll get I'll get resentful. So I I have thought about venturing out, whether it's like including the geometric with like a mixture of photography. Um, or like using glitter or like, I just want to get creative again, but I just, I need to reserve some time to try and develop that and sort of put it out. Yeah. My, you know, audience and see what they want to see as well. That's cool. I like that. Talk to me about one thing that really interests me is like you're 27 now. You have been in this business for four years, but more seriously too you know, you've, you've come leaps and bounds in that, you know, that short space of time, which is really exciting. It's, it's exciting to see you build a brand and a business that you're extremely passionate about because I hope to do the same from my end. And I know plenty of people that are in the same boat and I've got a lot of listeners that really love these chats because not only is it, I guess, 
seeing the inside of someone's passion. But there's a lot of people in a similar boat where they have a creative outlet or something that they love and would love to do full time. So let's put the business development hat on for a minute and talk the actual business side of things. How, how much do you learn along the way? Were you quite business minded when you started or did you seek advice from others who were in, in a business space? Yeah. So I, something that I think about often, I went to an all girls school and I don't think they ever spoke once about entrepreneurship or, um, you know, business. I never, ever had the idea that you could work for yourself, um, which I needed because I like, I literally like, I'm, I'm, I'm a smart girl, but I can't be told what to do. And I always thought I had really bad work ethic. Um, and then when I, works for myself or I started working for myself I realized that's not true um I can work twice as hard as anyone else when I'm doing something that I love so anyway I went into this business not knowing anything about business I didn't even know how to register an ABN I didn't even know what an ABN was that you needed one um I think working at that startup I learned a lot the social media company and my boss was really helpful like he helped me with that sort of nitty-gritty startup stuff but it's all been learned along the way initially I would just call people I because I was doing graphic design on the side as well like freelancing I would speak to people who were business you know people um and ask them questions like things like tax I had no idea about tax and um you know just anything marketing anything and I think about two years ago when I moved into I I got an office space and I would share it it was like a co-working space with um you know squash board shots the the ones with all the like fruits on them and so um Adam he's a good friend of mine he was in that office and so I went into that office with um, them and then there was a watch brand and so it was all these young entrepreneurs and I have picked up so much in the last two years like it has been insane any question that I have you know how to deal with the customer what do I do with refunds like I can just you know speak to them and pick up from them because their experiences which has been good otherwise I would have no idea what I'm doing honestly that's and there's so many fears that come with like talk to me about the was there anxiety and a little bit of fear around going into an office space because all of a sudden now the overheads you know are are there in front of you and every day you walk in and you unlock that office door and you go well I've got to make money today because you know rent doesn't pay itself and yeah that wasn't really a like an issue for me I had been working from home for the first like I'm lucky enough to have lived at home like with parents so I didn't need to um pay rent for a long time I decided to go into the office because uh it was more so I didn't want to be isolated at home uh I got really weird if you're by yourself all the time um you find that you don't want to like hang out with other people ever you just get really weird um so I just thought it would be better for me to kind of be around people. And like, if yeah. you go into a co-working space, the cost isn't high. It's not, it's not like you're paying like four grand a month or whatever, you know, yeah. you can get a little hot desk for 600 bucks a month or whatever it is. So that yeah. was never really an issue. The, the heads, but it and was you know, team, yeah. maybe more like, yes. Yeah. So we, we share, so I've got, 
my marketing team who have their own business, but we share an office. So they do all my marketing. Um, There's three of them that I share the office with. And then I've got a warehouse as well with um, printers and framers and then an assistant. Awesome. And when did that all come to play? Like at what stage in the business? Like the last year, two, maybe two years. Like that, it's it's just evolved over time. Yeah. It's so exciting to see because I think this, like I said, there's so many Aussies, especially young Aussies in this day and age. I think we understand the power that social media holds and the power that, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Gary V fan and Gary talks about how in this day and age, you can really make money doing whatever you love. You've just got to find a way. And I think it's nice to hear that your creative outlet has become what feeds you and what pays the rent and what, you know, creates a life for you every day. That's, it's, it's inspiring. It's good. You know, I, it's not like I made heaps of money at the start, but I was happy. So it didn't really bother me. Um, and then like the money comes, you just yeah. got to give it to That's the thing. Like for me, a heap of people have asked me with this podcast because, you know, I've, I'm just at the point where I've got a few sponsors that are going to come on board, I think in the next week or two. And it's kind of like you go from, I went from settling on two or three houses a month to yeah. making no money at all. And it's a huge financial sacrifice, but you just can't put a price on happiness. No like way. My mood, my energy, the way that I am and feeling like every day I wake up and I've got like a life to live is so yeah. exciting. Exactly. You want to be excited to get up and work, not like, oh, I have to go to work today. And I feel like that energy is what brings around opportunity because, you know, if you're, I, I was always a firm believer that even when I wasn't enjoying work, if I went there with a smile on my face and I'd done the right thing by people and worked hard, that kind of energy is attractive. People want to be around that and people want to give you opportunity. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's exciting to see you do well. So I'm excited for your future. You're so nice. Thank you. No, no worries at all. Talk to me about obviously plans are for the future. You want to maybe explore a few new avenues. Is there anything about Dom Gauci or Dom Gauci that I don't know? Nice little save there. Um, About you behind the scenes, like who is the person behind the art and, and sort of what, how do you identify yourself? Oh, wow. I have no idea. Like, in terms of what words to describe myself, would you, yeah. is that a answer? What, what do you um, like? What are you into? What am I into? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I am a massive personal development person. I am listening to podcasts nonstop. I'm also obsessed with health and wellness. I'll show you. I'm reading this book at the moment. Um, Superhuman, Dave Asprey. Dave Asprey, Bulletproof Coffee, yeah. Yeah, I know, Dave. So I'm, like, very big into, like, um, yeah, my health and wellness and then, uh, yeah, just personal development. But, like, growth, that's that's how I spend my time. When I think about it now, I'm like, oh, shit, what do I actually do in my spare time? But that is is it. That and then um, at the moment, obviously, trying to save up for a house and and just hard in Melbourne yeah it's hard it is so hard but I'll get there will you will you do you think your plans are let's go a little bit real estate for a second here bring back bring back my past my history 
Do you think yeah. that your plan would be to buy something and live in it in Melbourne or would you buy something, rent it out and continue to live in Elwood? Well, I don't know. It depends. Now that there's a man in the picture, yes. there's like we're trying to figure out the next step. So he's just bought in South Yarra. Yeah, um, which is a beautiful spot. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, he, uh, I was going to go in on that, but he thinks that we should save separately uh, so that at 30 we can buy something bigger together. So yeah, I like originally that. I was going to buy a one-bedroom in Elwood just because I was like, oh, my God, that would be so cool to just buy property. Like, I'll just aim for whatever I can. But he's like, just wait, don't buy anything yet. We'll buy one, uh, something bigger together later down the track. So that is like right now, just saving. And you reckon you can drag him across to Elwood or? Well, maybe. I think so. I'm pretty persuasive and I get what I want. So that's good yeah, to hear. So. If he's yeah. listening, if he's listening, take notes. Who knows? Who knows? I've got the vision board and everything on my vision board always comes true. So I'll just put a big Elwood right there and he'll I like he'll it. Have- I like it. Hey, who do you look for in you know, who do you look to for inspiration? Are there a few key figureheads within the art space or even just within any other industry that you think positively influence you and give you some inspiration? Um, In terms of, like, people that I listen to a lot, um, uh, Tony Robbins. I love him. I love him so much. Big Tony Robbins fan. Yes, I'm such a Tony Robbins girl. Um, so I love listening to him. I always listen to like Lewis House, who he interviews. Lewis um, is amazing. I love his podcast. He's really good. Um, also, Ed Milet. I don't know if you know him. No, I haven't heard of him. He's really good. Um, so those are the kind of personal development people I listen to and they inspire me. But then I would say my biggest artist inspo is Dana Broadhurst. I know we're completely different, but like, yeah. I just look up to her. I'm like, she is such a boss lady. She's just like pumping out these like unreal collage prints. She's got yeah. a really high price tag on them. And, you know, that is just amazing. Like what she's done for herself. It's crazy. She's South African, isn't she? But she lives in maybe Double Bay. I don't know. I don't know if she's South African. Maybe she is. I'm not sure. But she, yeah, like, I'm just, I'm in awe of her all the time. I just bought my first one the other day. I was going to say, were you with her? No, I bought one, finally. I've been waiting for, like, three years to to buy one. And uh, I finally did, like, expensive, isn't it? I think, yeah, it was, like, well, expensive to some. Like, to me, yeah, I think five grand is a lot for a piece of art, but, like, worth it. Every, yeah. every, it's amazing. Which piece did you get? I got the ladies in white. So, I wanted the one that was, like, the girl and the guy kissing with the glitter on top. But yeah. my boyfriend was like, no, I want the ladies in waiting. So, I let him on this occasion. I compromise. Oh, <laughs> and, um, and so we got the ladies in waiting and it's amazing. It looks really, really good. Really That's good. Awesome. It is, that is a classic piece of hers, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the one with the, yeah. on the, with the flowers yeah. on the face. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Well, hey, for everyone that's listening, where can they find you on social? And if they want to, I guess, can you give us a little scope on like maybe what's an entry level 
DG design piece that someone could, you know, collect at home? Yeah, so um, it's good for me. Like I've got a range of prices. So I'd start at $49 and go up to $6.99 on the website. So that depends yeah. on size and framing. Anything over A4, we get it professionally framed by um, and locally in Melbourne, in my warehouse. So we've got two, yeah. two professional framers that do that. But then anything under that is just like we have pre-made frames that we can like pop it in so if you're looking for something under a hundred dollars you can get the a4 prints but anything um bigger than that we get it's all really high quality professionally made and everything um so yeah it's a pretty good price range i think for yeah, artwork yeah it, it lets people get in at, uh, at an entry price and it also allows yeah. you to go a little bit extravagant and get a nice big piece that is going to be the masterpiece of your living room or, you know, a nice space at home. Exactly right. Um, And then, yeah, you can just find me on Instagram. So I still haven't got DG Designs as a handle. I'm trying to get my marketing man to get that handle for me. But it's just Dom, so D-O-M, Gauci, G-A-U-C-I, underscore designs, and you'll find me. Amazing. Amazing. Now, I would highly recommend you go follow Dom because the art is incredible. Like I said, it was my go-to for the podcast art. I looked at a heap of different styles, but I just kept coming back to your work. So I want to thank you so much. And we finally, today after, I'm so picky. So I've probably done it in the last couple of weeks. I'm so sorry. Don't worry. It's been... um... It's been so, so hectic with all the custom work that's coming through. So I've, I've, I've been a bit slower, but we finally got there. You've done an amazing job. I'm super excited. I'm actually going to launch that on Monday. So if you're listening to this on release day, today is, what's today? Today's Friday, the 17th of July, and this episode will be out this afternoon and available to you all. So stay tuned for Monday um, where we're going to drop that art. But Dom, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. And I just want to say, the best of luck for the future ahead. I think you've got an amazing career ahead of you and you're doing so well for someone who's been in the business for four years. So congratulations. Thanks so much for having me and thanks for the kind words. It's really nice to hear. Not a problem at all. Hey, if you're listening, um, subscribe. That would be amazing. That makes my day every time I see a new subscription. Also give it a five-star rating because we've got a perfect review rate, five out of five stars every time on Apple Podcast app. And the reviews, they just warm my heart. So I always share them to Instagram because it means a lot and it helps the podcast get preferenced in, in the browsing section of the, of the podcast app. So thank you so much. Big love to you all. Dom Gauchi, you're an absolute legend. See ya. Bye.